Hello and welcome back to episode 6 of Turf Talk. I'm Lewis Thomas and with me as always is Jim Watson. Hello. Who's been on fire this week, Jim? Absolute fire. Baron Alcor. Tento on. Storms home. Jumps beautifully. Money in my back pocket. And did you have a five-timer up on the... He does a daily tip for the Regista on Twitter, if you, if you follow them. Oh, last week. Five winners in a row. Massive prices. Well, well, I wouldn't say massive. They were all fairly big prices. 11 to 10, 5 to 1, including my own horse that got disqualified, but we're counting that as a winner. So, yeah, uh, very, very good week of tipping, and I'm on fire at the minute, so keep me while I'm hot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And We've got a lot to talk about this week. We'll be reviewing all of the action from Cheltenham and some of the stuff from Punchestown as well over the weekend and also be looking forward to the first domestic grade one of the season the Betfair chase and well if they all turn up what a race that looks like we'll also be talking about Ascot and we'll have our eye catcher of the week Sergeant pulled down and who lead at the final flight and are racing on from Faheen and back in third place is Tombstone and then Wicklow Brave and upwards the finish the silence is deafening here as Sharjah and Paul Townend will win for Willie Mullins. Well, as well, midweek as well saw the the Cartier Racing Awards, which is the big the big black tie doing in it for the uh, for the flat and Roaring Lion, one horse of the year. But but based on Saturday's result at Punchestown, he's absolutely stolen it from Bedrock, Bedrock. who is now the best horse in the world. He's going to win the champion Be- hurdle. Yeah, Bedrock somehow is now the best horse in the world because Sharjah has won the Morgiana and beaten Faheen. I mean, the race fell apart, Jim, but what, what do you make of it? Uh, t- uh, take the form with a pinch of salt, I think. Uh, Sharjah ran flat behind Sam Crow last time out. And more importantly, behind horse of the year, Bedrock. Yeah, Bedrock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Super Sunday and Sam Crow came out the race, which sort of left it wide open for Heen to for for Heen to lose really, and he just looked slower. I don't think two mile fours far enough for him nowadays. I can't say a lot more than that. It was I was quite disappointed, but yeah. No, I'd I'd agree with that. It's not a it's not a case of two of for Heen being past it, but what it is is a case of for Heen not being quick enough over two miles anymore. Mm-hmm. It, look, if if he's going to win a race at the Cheltenham Festival this season, it'll be over three. Stays hurdle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And he's been done by a quicker horse here. And I know Sharjah was flat last time at Down Royal, but he's a Galway hurdle winner, isn't he, before that? Yeah, do you think the the fitness and running over the summer is sort of... Made him win this. He was fitter than all his rivals. Do you think that's draw the sting out of him? Uh, I don't. I don't f- know really. What it is is a messy race because you've got Fahin who is probably not quite as good over two miles. Mm-hmm. Well, not not even quite as good. Just not as good over two miles as he once was. And then the other two in behind have both been out of form for a while. Tombstone yeah. and Wicklow Brave have both been well, haven't been performing as well as he can do at all. <sighs> Willie Mullins will look at this and think he's done well to win a grade one with Sharjah. Yes. He's done well with it. Whether it'll have any bearing on the champion hurdle. I don't think it will. Probably not. I Apart think. from, it just leaves Bedrock should be the favourite. <laughs> <laughs> but he won't be, will he? 
no, we'll take we'll take that though. But how? Well, if Sam Crow would have won then, based off the down royal run, Sam Crow wins this. Do you think? Yeah, he should have done. I I was very much against him at the the start and after he finished second behind Bedrock. But looking at it now, he's strip fitter for that run. He would have absolutely whopped these, wouldn't he? What 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 this leads as well is now the fighting fifth, doesn't it? Which it looks like. Newcastle have got some race on their hands to to say that all them are lining up. They, they, they could have one of the best fields ever, couldn't they? Yeah, if 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 Bouvedere and Sam Crow, well, they don't wait till Cheltenham to take each other on first race of the season. Bedrock, Bedrock's going fighting fifth as well. Well, that's it then. No one else turn up because <laughs> Bedrock's the best horse on earth. Uh, we'll we'll move back to, over into England. Cheltenham. We'll start with a Friday. The young master won a race again. He's been on in. On fire so far, hasn't he? He won by eight lengths on Friday and was in the amateur riders race, ridden by his old pal, old pal Sam Whaley Cohen, uh, in his father's colours. And he didn't put a foot wrong. He jumped perfectly, made all, and he even dropped the whip. The jockey too out, and he still won. So, yeah, n- n- not a bad performance at all. From and I feel like stuff. he's been around for years, but he's only nine. He can still probably qualify for veteran chases as well, so I think he'd still have more to come after that performance. He beat a decent stable type in uh, Station Master, so I think there could be still more to come for Young Master, but he might get penalised quite a lot for that win. Yeah, as I say, he's, he's, he, look, it's nice to see one of the... I mean, he's not really an old boy, but he's been around for a while as a Young Master, and especially because he's not, not been at the best uh, of his ability, really, for the past year and a half mm-hmm. he's come back won two races taken advantage of a quite a Reduced workable mark yeah. mark yeah and look he's winning races again and it's a sort of horse again Grand National again yeah you'd probably be looking at if you were Neil Mulholland mm-hmm. uh, we'll move on to the next race uh, we'll talk about which was just a quick minute on Bundoran finally finally got his act together hasn't he well I wouldn't even say I wouldn't be that harsh on him because he's threatened to win a big race for a long time for a long time now and he's won quite a nice little prize here look there's not very much more you can say about this race other than he's just better than this lot I thought movie legend ran a very good race he he travelled into the race nicely but just didn't have the class of Bundor and I, I did like movie legend in the way he moved through the race and I think, I don't know, Bundoran, this is about his level for me, I think. I, I don't think he can go any higher than this. I think he'll get penalised quite harshly. So Something for the something something like the Grand Annual should suit him right down to the ground, I yeah. reckon, as a Cheltenham target. Uh, and probably the best race of the day. I think, it, for me, it was the best race of the weekend. Yeah, the, the novice chase, because, I mean... It had well, everything. Yeah, there was there was so little between the fir- between most of them on paper. The only horse that was disappointing was Jerry's back. I thought he he jumped after, her, after two years. He jumped horrendously though. But Count Mary Bell won that beat Lebroy, Mister Whip Jenkins, White Moon would surely have been involved as well had he not fell when short of room. Mm-hmm. But I say the first four home and White Moon. Are all nice novices to go forward with. Uh, I think this race could come out very strongly in the next couple of months. I think the sit that Mark Grant gave Count Merrible, if you can find that on Twitter or something, it what a sit that was. 
uh, he ploughed through the second last, didn't he? Uh, and then to rally again up the running against Lebrun, Le- I'd, I'd even mark Lebrun up for that as well. If 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 you and Nigel Twiston Davis, what race would you be targeting Count Maribel at, at the festival? Hmm. Now, I'm not sure. Would you say he's more stayer or? Hundred percent, I would. I, I I think he's. It'd have to be three miles for me. Yeah. I I think he's. I think that's where he'll he'll come into his own. He stayed well miles. over hurdles, didn't he? So, he he sort of came in under the radar in this for me because because he didn't have these famous colours or whatever. I sort of slipped him under the radar, and I was very impressed. Yeah, all all four of them are nice Lebroy, uh, you know, led from the front really, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Only got done a neck. Mr. Whipped chasing debut. Very, very satisfactory. Jenkins ran a... Odd sort r- of ran race. Ran a strange race. Well, he, he completely hit a flat spot. I know. However, it, he was just outpaced coming into the home straight. I think maybe a step up in distance would suit him a lot. Which isn't... Yeah. Which, which isn't which, what I'd have thought no, prior to that race. But the, the whole of his hurdle form, I thought, two mile four was his maximum. But he looks slow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A fair rattle downloaded Jenkins to be fair, and White White Moon probably looked the likeliest winner. I think he would have been second. I don't. I think Count Maribel would have had him anyway. But he he'd been under pressure. Well, not under pressure, but niggled along fairly early on, and I think Count Maribel would have had him. He's another one though that you look at. I think you think RSA type. Yeah, I agree. I think. Look, I know he's fell in there, but and he ended up injured, didn't he, on his last little sack? But prior to that, he's three out of three. Mm-hmm. And look, some really high class novices there, cracking finish. They're all, they're only separated by about a length and a half. The first four at the line, mm-hmm. and nice one taking forward. Josie's orders has won another cross country race as well. Uh, he's run a cracker there. Uh, I facts of the matter came to him at the last, didn't he? And he just couldn't get past him on the running. He, he, he had a nice mark to win this and fully deserved to win. End of order does. I say he won the Banks race at Punchestown as well at the weekend. It in my hometown. Uh, satisfactory reappearance from Tiger Hall in fourth. I thought he ran a cracker. Yeah. Uh, I think that he just needed this run and he, I could see him winning the cross country at Cheltenham. He's always... I say races like this where he's having to concede, you know... An, almost another jockey. I know. To half the field. Level level weights at Cheltenham. That could be his bag again, couldn't it? Yeah, it should be. Real, really satisfactory reappeared from Tiger, although. That fa- uh, the fact of the matter had a perfectly satisfactory round to say that he'd never been over these fences before. And the market support for him, the 20s into 7s, I think. So there was plenty of people fancied him. So uh, he's run a cracker. Yeah, not a bad, yeah, not a bad run at all from fact of the matter. And we'll just a quick. 30 seconds on the novice hurdle on the Friday as well. Most experienced horse in the race, Cool Anley. Beat Pim James. I don't really have an opinion on this for me. Uh, no, I'm kind of similar of early season novice hurdles. This should be better than all of these. I was out. really disappointed with Double Treasure and, and that's all really I could say about this race. So... Yeah, again, Cool Anley's a sort of horse going forward. He was midfield in the Neptune last... The, sorry, what's it called now? The Ballymore. The Ballymore. <laughs> not the N-word. Oh, well, definitely not the N-word. Bloody hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Cool Anley should be going... It should be there or thereabouts. Races like the Chalo. 
Percy Veer's been a cracking horse for for both trainers on the flat and over jumps. Uh, he was a cracking flat horse, and now he's turned himself around over hurdles. And yeah, he finished third at twenty five to one, a nice little bit of each way value there. So yeah, I like Percy Veer. He's, he's a consistent sort. Yeah, that's what's done for the Friday. We'll move on to the Saturday now, and we'll start with the juvenile race. Kelder Stan. What an odd race. Yeah. There was quite a few odd races this weekend, I thought. Uh, Never Adapt went off too quick in front, do you think? And sort of left it open. I I really, coming round the home bend, I fancied Cracker Factory to beat Kelder Stan. But... I guess the form's there, because we, we, we both like Montestrell. We both did, and who ran too bad to be true, to be honest. Who, you see, but he... he Montestrell beat Keldestan mm-hmm. last time at Chepstow. But uh, Keldestan did give uh, did have a penalty. Yeah, exactly. Keldestan gave gave way away, and he's a more experienced horse than Montestrell. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, er, early season novice juvenile form is hard to read a lot into regarding mm-hmm. the festival in March, because you know a lot of the ones who'll be involved at Cheltenham. Haven't ran yet. Run yet. Yeah, haven't come out yet. It's, it's often we don't see an actual triumph horse until February. Mm-hmm. But this sets an all right standard, I think, for now. Kelder stands a nice horse to go forward with. Whether quite, whether he's quite going to be the leading juvenile this season remains to be seen. But a very solid, nice type. Never adapt. Should be quite good. Would come on for that run, I think. Well, I say. She, she, she tried. It was like she was trying to run hundred meters. <laughs> sprinted away, uh, and then ran on as well. Mm-hmm. After you know, trying to go thirty lengths clear before the first hurdle, mm-hmm. slowed down, but then ran on again. Nice performance from her. Eye catching, I'd, I'd say. What did we say last week as well about the novice chase about? If you were Paul Nichols, you'd be looking at this and thinking you could get the world's end beaten. Mm-hmm. And they have done. Ibis de Roo finally won a chase as well. Three years it's taken him. Still a novice into his third season over fences. But the more experienced ones again, like Cool Anley and the novice hurdle, come to the fore. Ibis de Roo and Fiat Territory, who are more over second and third season novices respectively. I've got an admission to make here. Go on. I backed Ibis de Vreux after tipping up the world's end everywhere. It just got to a too big a price. I saw sevens and just thought I couldn't resist. So Ibis de Vreux was... I backed him. What What did you make about of the world's end's performance? Because before this, like, I was listening to the final, final Furlong podcast and you know, Emmett and Kevin were saying he really should be one of the leading staying novices this season. I agree. I wasn't quite as keen on him. No. As as those lads were, or as you were, Jim. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he just seems to not make things hard for himself. Just disappoints a lot. Just, I'm I'm not quite sure what level he's at. He'll probably just pop up somewhere and win by 20 lengths. Yeah, it won't surprise me. And I don't think it's inconsistency or an attitude issue. I just think sometimes... Maybe he's li- built up too li- much. A little bit lethargic. Yeah. I think the world's end is sometimes. Yeah. I agree. Theatre Territory's run a cracker in second there. Yeah. 
well, jumped perfectly. And it could have been a nice couple of days for Whaley Cohen. Yeah, well, sa- well, I know Paul Nichols and Warren Greatrix are both quite keen on the Grand National yeah. for Ibister and for Fiat Territory. But they both need. And especially with Whaley Cohen's great record round. Yeah. Entry, I, c- I could see theatre territory. Well, they both need improvement, I reckon, but they both seem, you know, medium to long term targets for both them horses. Speaking of the Grand National, there's one who'll definitely be a contender in Rock the Casbah, mm-hmm. who won the Staying Handicap, which is another Bet Victor race in it. But uh, for Philip Hobbs, Richard Johnson for the Waitleys. It's been it's been coming, hasn't it? Yeah, it has been coming. And all of Philip Hobbs's horses have been off for such a long period of well not off, but running flat all last season that they've all become nicely handicapped this season. And Rock the Casbar is a prime example of this. Yeah. Uh so I I'm not a fan of Rock the Casbar. He's never done anything wrong, but I just don't like him. I'm sorry. Um and well, I don't know what you mean because I don't harbour grudges against horses for no apparent reason like <laughs> you, Jim, because I'm a nice human being, <laughs> not a spiteful man. But Rock the Casbah, wouldn't that off 147, you'd assume he'd go up five-ish for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's a sort of horse who'd earn his place in the Grand National line very, very solidly. Mm-hmm. Just for win purposes, again, I'd be slight. I'd be signing slightly lacking. I'd be more intrigued if he went to somewhat like the Ladbrokes Trophy. If he ran in somewhat like that, I'd be more interested in. It might come a bit soon though. That mine. Yeah, uh, Tony Gree as ran, well. Ran a cracker. Ran his heart. Great out. to see. It's great to see the old boys coming back and showing what they did. It just it really shows that. I say he won that off. What? What doing that off? One six, one. One six. One six one. Yeah. Running that off one six one, finished third, giving fourteen pounds away then to a Rock the Casbah, who is certainly no mug, mm-hmm. certainly no mug. And you think he's eleven now, Tony Gree. Won the gra- won the Gold Cup as a novice. You think what would he have achieved if he wasn't if he wasn't him? made of spaghetti? <laughs> I agree. Uh, the Bradstocks have done a great job with him, and it's. A shame not to see as many horses with the Bradstocks because they've shown over the years with Carruthers that they're perfectly able to train a good horse and Coney Gree is the prime example. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's a single farm payment finish fourth as well. He just doesn't want to win, I don't think. Single farm payment, no feel they give him every chance to win that race and he disappointed and he was awful and he didn't want to win. He's too keen, he's... And that's it. Main single farm payment are over. Yeah, he's just. I know. I know what you mean. Again, I don't think it's almost attitude issues or anything. We just know where he is in the weights. Mm-hmm. He's a solid mid one one forties to one fifty rated horse. We've said it now. Going pop up at the festival, winning. Five, yeah. five lengths. Surely he must win a race like this one day because he's entered in all of them and he'll go off favourite again for the next one. Uh, sharp response as well. Disappointing, I thought. Maybe just flying in too hot water this time. Correct. I reckon, but as, as I've said for a long time, races like the rehearsal chase up north should be his bag. And now Jim Watson 
with his wheelbarrow full of money <laughs> after backing Baron Alco and tipping him up on here last week. Tipped him everywhere. Watson's weekend fancies. Tipped him up. Oh, what a. Horses that front run and lead all the way. Uh, my favourite sight in racing. And Baron Alco ran his heart out. How much do you read into the form of this? Because it was carnage. He jumped him into submission, didn't he? Uh, only six finished. Uh, a field of, what, 18 went off? Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I really think this form's quite strong. And I think Baron Alco could keep going to the top. And it's also sad that Josh Moore couldn't get the ride. I know he were injured the day before. He wouldn't have ridden anyway, would they? Because uh, no. Benatar was out. Yeah, so. so it's a bit of kicking the teeth. But did, do you think over the three days of Cheltenham that if you were handy, it paid dividends? Because, Big time. Because everything that was up front... Well, if you look at this race, Baron Alco, Fraud, and they were the front two the whole way throughout. And in other races, horses just dictate from the front and kick on so I, I think to be prominent because it was fairly decent oh, ground yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was quick ground and it, it really did no, nothing came from the back and won the the fresher not well not fresher but horses that needed the run just couldn't do anything on it because they're not running it for a full season so I think this I think this farm's strong and I do like Baron Alco going forward but we'll see where he, the handicap goes with the yeah, him now. Frodon's run a cracker in second as well. Off, off top weight. Off, I say a mark with one six one. Bryony gets on well with him and winning the old roan and now second in this off off of off of such a high mark. He's entitled to be in the reckoning for Grade Ones now. Yeah, over two and a half because yeah. he's not there's not too much else there really under so in Ireland and then maybe waiting patiently here yeah. but even then we'll wait impatiently we'll avoid Cheltenham again or step up even further to yeah y- yeah F- look F- Frodon must probably be in the the top five chasers over this distance in Britain now mm-hmm. and again he's one who's probably seems like he's been around for a lot longer than he has he's only six he started as a four-year-old didn't he really mm-hmm just a re- really, really nice horse and another really good performance from him. Just think how fancied Benatar, how well Benatar probably would have run in this if Jamie was riding Benatar and Josh, because Jamie's of course the first jockey. I think Benatar could have a lot more to come if, in comparison to Baron Alco. Not over this trip. I think he's a, a quickly run two miles is what Benatar wants. And I will give, before we finish on that race, just a little quick mention as well. To one... As I said, big race in him and ran really well for a long way, Eamon and Knock. Yeah, you, David Pipes Barmy Army's back again. Uh, just, again, I've been really impressed with his last two starts at the festival. And then over this, he's finished fifth or six finishers, but he's shaped better than the bare result suggests. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't, he, didn't, he clearly doesn't stay three miles. He might not even stay two and a half. There's a race in Eamon and Canock at some point in this season. I'm sure of it. First assignment was the first of the double for Ian Williams at Cheltenham. I, I was really, really impressed with him. Uh, won by, I think, nine lengths and beat Boyard, who I backed. I thought Boyard was a good thing. Yeah, look, he looked, 
made that look easy did first time and he's 6-4 favourite he's in at Haydock at the weekend he, he has gone up a lot though I, th- I think from 130 to 142 145 145 is it I think oh. I'm not well, I'm not 100% well, sure that, on that he's to be gone fair. up a lot so and he's leading the market so yeah. could be a lot more to come from him we'll certainly be talking about him a lot later Took it okay, Lawler has the advantage, moving down towards the last to Dynamite Dollars. Big leap at the last from Lawler, landed by three lengths. He's clear in the closing stages, a mistake from Deffy to sell way back, but Lawler's clear. Runs up to the winning line now, he's six or seven, maybe more ahead. Richard Johnson and Lawler go on to win. Well now, as well, there's a new top-rated novice chaser in the country after that. Um, we'll argue about his name, but we're not going to argue about how good that performance was, Jim. That was unbelievable. Lalor. Layla. Lalor. Uh, has he's made that look easy. He's, he's beat my good thing of the weekend as well. Dynamite uh, dollars. Dynamite dollars. Uh, I was. I thought dynamite dollars was comfortably going well. Was going to find more, and all of a sudden, Kaylee Wallacott's gelding just comes flying past me, and was well in command and very, very impressive and has to have a say in one of the leading races at Cheltenham. It will go to the Arkle, won't Yeah, it, it has to be the Arkle. So, yeah, I'm mightily impressed. And I think the form of this race could come out to be strong as well. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a fan of this race. It's one of them where a lot of them looked very evenly matched on paper. Uh, <laughs> Defi de Soy, last of the five... He doesn't like jumping over fences. He just didn't look like a chaser for me. That the last fence proved that for me. He went straight through it. I'd I'd, I'd try lower grade. Are we giving him another chance? No. No. He's gone. No. Not 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 a grade one horse. Lower lower grade grade three. Okay, that's that race done. Now move on to the slur chase and talking of horses. Well, talking of grade one. So Royal. He's a genuine grade one class horse. He is. He's been consistent the whole of last season. And this season, with that win, uh, he travelled strongly and was easily had the beating of Simply Ned. He, I, I just, the way Soul Royal jumps, he's just... He, he takes a length out of everyone at every fence. He's an exceptionally good jumper. Every fence. And look, I know Footpad was disappointing in Ireland last time. Altior has rivals at home. It's it's not. It's a good division, the two-mile chase. It's, it's one of the strongest at the, at the festival. Oh, you look at St Calvados, you know, obviously beat Footpad last time out. And Soul Royal, there is, it's a really strong division. Cause this there's Tingle some Creek genuine, could be some race. Oh, yeah. If they all go, so many genuine, genuine grade one Chasers over two miles. Simply Ned's run his heart out there, at a massive price. Yeah, and he's he's so been consistent over the years. He's fifth he? running this race, and he's finished second three times, fourth twice. Uh, does that worry you slightly, Jim? That Soul Royal hasn't stormed away from Simply Ned. No, because I don't think that's Soul Royal's way. I I think he's a bit of a grinder. And just gets the job done, and not flashy, but just gets the job done. I say I'm mega impressed. I say if if LTR wasn't around, I'd probably be with Soul Royal for the champion chase. Brain power was flat, wasn't he? 
I just, I, what I, I just, I've not, I've just never really taken to him. No. No, I've just never really taken to him, and I don't think he's quite good enough in graded company. Something like the Grand Annual, I'd ra- I think he's a more realistic option for him to line up in at Cheltenham rather than the champion chase. Do you think his colours have made him become this grade one? Well, Henderson, Henderson bigged him up a lot, didn't he, when he were a hurdler? And he won that race at Ascot. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up running the champion hurdle and a lot of people thought, ooh, sneaky dark horse, 14 to 1. Hendel's got a plan. He didn't really... He did, well, he did have a plan, it just didn't work did it because <laughs> brain power just wasn't good enough and he's not good enough at this company I think he's not the easiest horse in the world either to ride mm. I reckon just yeah I'm not not a major fan of him uh, the great would Brian Ellison does well in these sort of races don't he he does Nietzsche Danny McManaman is a jockey to follow seriously he's the fact that he's still got £7 he's only rode he's not even rode that many races uh, but I just narrowly denied Silver Streak. We both tipped him, didn't we? But he he ran a great race. No, yeah. The, neg- yeah, the Silver negative- Streak was giving him a lot of weight. And the negativity behind him at the, before the race, there was quotes in the Racing Post about Evan Williams saying he's got no chance. Well, he didn't say he's got no chance, did it? it? I, 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 I didn't take that as negativity. I took that as... Just realism. Yeah. He said Silver Streak isn't a champion hurdle class horse. And he says, you know, the Great Woods a 20 odd runner race, isn't yeah. it? He says he doesn't think he'll win. It'll be a nice surprise if we do. Yeah. Which will be, which I, I think almost m- most trainers, even though they aren't going to say it, will be thinking, you have to be mega confident to go into an ultra competitive handicap hurdle like the Great Wood and go, yes, we've got the winner of this yeah. race. Silver Streak is probably now. On the fringes of graded quality. Yeah. I reckon. Especially, I say, it's a weak division. It doesn't look... We said last week, Verdana Blue might be second or third behind uh, Bouverdere in Britain. He was fourth in... Uh, she was fourth in this, wasn't she? Yeah. Ran an odd sort of race, I thought. I, I've, I think the right ones are at the front end, though. Old Guards ran brilliantly in third as well, the old boy. You've got Old Guard first, Verdana Blue second, Silver Streak, you know, in second, Western Rider was fifth. Apart from Nietzsche, who's well at the foot of the weights, the well, ones who've come home, well, sit, well, you know, four of the first five are the top ones in race card order. Yeah. And the ones that you'd look at going forward and think, Silver Streak could win a graded race, Old Guard, oh, you know, has in the past, Verdana Blue. One, one, later, one, um, one two weeks ago. And Western Rider, still a little bit of a hype horse for Greatrix. Yeah. Just going back to Danny McMenamin, he's had 21 rides and six wins. So that's that's a flying start to his career so far. And he, he could be a steal for £7. I could see that ending up at three by the end of the season, can you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, good jockeys, Danny. And we'll just quickly touch on the Skybreak. Supreme Trial Novices Hurdle, which is won by Alexia de Nuts. The reason we're going to touch upon this, Alexia de Nuts has beaten Itchy Fee and Seddon, who both set a fairly decent standard of novice hurdling. Which horse beat Alexia de Nuts last time out? Thomas Darby. Thomas Darby. 
and Thomas Darby was as green as the Hulk's ass on it. But but where's Thomas Darby going to go for the festival if we're back in now? Does I've he go got no idea, su- mate. Supreme or Ballymore? No idea, mate. He's got to learn how to be a racehorse first. Because he's got it, I've, I'm absolutely clueless. But look, Alexia Dinutz is a grade two winner now. And obviously, Hurdler, and the form looks it, as it, strong as you're going to get at this, this point. This is another in the example of front running tactics. Yeah. And the ground sort of suiting the front runners. Seddon didn't really seem to pick up as well as he did last time. Itchy feet looked as if he was getting there, but look, always looked like he was being well held. So, well done to Alexia Dunutz. For and I say, we've mentioned him up almost three weeks in a row now, even though he's a maiden hurdle. Well, he's only won a maiden hurdle. Thomas Darby, something special. Mark our words, boys. A beaten at the track. Bristol the May, the King of Haydock, wins the Betfair Chase for Daryl Jacob, Nigel Twiston Davis, Simon Manier and Isaac Suede. Cue card, an honourable second. Well, of course, a big race at the weekend is the first British grade one of the season, the start of the Chase Triple Crown. The Betfair Chase. I'll be there if anyone sees me. You can't miss him. I'll sign autographs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and on paper again, Mike Bite and Nate River are both meant to turn up. Yeah. Who wins for you at this stage? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a strong opinion Mike because Bite. it depends on the ground for Doesn't me. It, well, it's always like custard at Adoc, Yeah, exactly. So... It's always going to be my bite. I'm going to back him until he dies. Which makes me think native river, but it's over three miles. It's like the gold, the gold cup, the extra two furlongs play into native river's hands. Yeah, and it's uh, Bristol Demai if the ground's soft. Loves Haydock, an absolute flat track bully. Six to one, he's a fairly big price at the moment. Not to beat my bite or native river though, surely. Either of them on any ground, I think could beat. Bristol de May. This will crack? No. No. No, not off. It was the same thing we were talking about him in the run up to Charlie Hall. Even though he looked fit and flying, you know, when he had that race course caliper exit. It's, it's, it's been a while a, since he last performed. And gonna, I know he's had injuries, but no. Clan, not for me. Clan de Zobo. He's unexposed, isn't he? Yeah. I can see him making up into a grade one type. Over time. But whether this race. He's, this race is very, very good, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Shattered Love at 16s is a horse that I like a lot. Last year's JLT. Sure. Oh, not JLT. Yeah, JLT? Yeah, JLT. What am I thinking of? Uh, so, ran a cracker when second behind Snow Falcon in Ireland. So, I, I think Shattered Love at a big price at 16 to 1. I'm not saying. Surely not good enough to be. I'm not these. saying that she's going to win, but. She could be placed if there's an each way field. I couldn't have that at all, Jim, to be I'm a, honest. I'm a massive fan of Shatter. Couldn't have that at all. Snow Falcon wouldn't get near the best of these. Fair dude. And I don't think, well, Shattered Love, I don't think will either. Little Log, will he go for this race or will he go for the Ascot the race, race Ascot. that we'll talk about I'd, later? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be more intrigued in. Don Paul is in this as well. It'd be well, some performance if Don Paul oh, it'd, be, it'd be absolutely And I could probably see him winning. It'd be unbelievable. Everyone's head... Hey, Doc, everyone's head would explode yeah. if Don Pauly won this race after two years off. It's not unfeasible if he's at his best because the ground, as you've said, 
will be like custard. It'll be like a ploughed field. Every time I go to Haydock, I don't think I've ever seen the ground good at Haydock. It's always been good to soft or soft. So I, I think... And Don Polway, if there's one horse who can outslow Bristol Demai, <laughs> it's Don Polway, can outslow anyone. Uh, Selection for this race? Big, you're, you're keen on Mike Bite for this, aren't you? Very keen. Uh, it, the price has gone now of even money. Could have got 5-2 to two earlier last week. I, I'm I'm 99% sure Mike Bite's going to win this. I'm just, Again, at the prices, to say Native River, they've only met once in mm-hmm. the career, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Which was the Gold Cup. A native river won. Nice flat track, dominate from the front, might bike, wins. <laughs> and it's not that I don't think really soft ground. Look, I'll say we don't know whether the ground's going to be really soft. Does, just does the it, price put you off a bit? Yeah. And uh, I just think if it turns into a slog, which this race does quite often, mm-hmm. Nate, it plays more into native river's hands. Again, I know it's a flat galloping jumping track. I just think there's very little between them because... For every positive for Mike Bike, there's a positive for Native River you can make in this race. At the, at the prices, I'd side with Native River, but that's only because of the prices. If they were the other way around, I'd side with Mike Bike. There's very little between Sitting these. Sitting on the fence here. Set your stall out. Go on. Native River wins it. Right. Native River versus Mike Bike. Match bet. No. 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 <laughs> no. Definitely not. Definitely not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not parting with any money on this race anyway. <laughs> The stayers hurdle, first assignment. As we talked about earlier on. If he turns out again, should well should be bang there. I, I like two horses in this race, apart from first assignment. Oh, can I have a guess who they are? Go on then. Paisley Park and Chef Desobo. Bingo. How Bingo. did you guess that? Bingo. Jim Watson didn't shut up about Chef Desobo for about <laughs> half of last season. <laughs> when he won at Haydock in the Albert Bartlett Novice uh, hurdle trial, he absolutely battered the field by 15 lengths. And that performance blew me away that day. And then he flopped in what was the odd Albert Bartlett potato race. Odd race. And then he was fl- flat again in the Doombar novice hurdle entry. Sefton. Yeah. But uh, I-, I think he could be up to this grade three standard. And if No Feely gets on board, he goes well with him. No Feely's tipped to be riding Mike Bite as well. Is he? Yeah, because... Nico de Bonville might still be out. But just looking at the declarations today, Nico's on board. So, well, that's that ruled out. <laughs> uh, and Paisley Park, uh, he was in my tracker last season after finishing second at Warwick behind Mr. Whipped. And I'm a massive fan of this horse after his win at Aintree when beating Ligon Rock by two and a half lengths. And I just think them two, eight, both eight to one apiece, decent each way value. I can't see them out the first two. Probably do the reverse forecast for me. Yeah, I don't really have a majorly strong opinion on this race. First assignment, looked at us going places last weekend, but I say Paisley Park and Shefty's Oboe were both good novices last season. I'd be against Shefty's Oboe on the back of He's pulled up the last twice. Two poor runs, but this is a step down in class. Group three from two group ones. Group one novices though. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. Me- I'm not mega sure how much that form stacks up to. I'm a big fan of the top two in the weights, and I, I think they'll run really good races. Monkslands in this at a big price. Who was a class act for Noel Mead back in the day? Old Petit Swan as well has been off for a long time. He's with the Skeletons now. He's re- he's meant to return in this race. There's, there's a few interesting angles you can get. Moon Racer. Yeah. 
he ran. A, Will he ever have his day in the sun, or will that? Uh, that, uh, when he won the champion bump, he ran a very clever race in the Potemps last time where he was third. He sort of was given the ride just to qualify for the Potemps and then scoot home in uh, Cheltenham in March. So, uh, Moon Racer is a horse I like for the festival, but I think they're just trying to get his mark down now. And the other one we'll give a quick talk about as well is Folsom Blue, the old, the old chaser. He's, he's down been, in hurdles. He's been cracking, and he he won that. He won the Grand National trial, didn't he? Beating Isle of Hope and Dreams, and a repeat of that form could seem go close. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm sure he'll be on a lower mark over hurdles. I don't have it up right now, but you, you could you could they could exploit that. Say, yeah, big time. The feature race at Ascot this weekend as well is a Christie 1965 chase. Always tends to have a few decent runners in this. Pull it along, seven to four favourite as it stands. Go through the odds, Minna General Force, Charbel six, Bells Hill seven, Shattered Love tens, and then Benatar, Beggar's Wishes, Gold Present, Hammersley Lake, Calondra, all available between fourteen to one and sixteen to one. I'm mega keen on pull it along for this Jim. Are you? This is there's not an Altiar in here. You're a big not fan of buy it. the Politolog, aren't you? I just think barring the absolute exceptional horses, he's as good as there is in the country. Mm-hmm. And he's as versatile from I can see him getting three miles. Yeah. A quickly run three miles like the King George, I think, could suit him. But he's also equally effective at two and anywhere in between. I think this race is very deep. Main, Bells Hill, Charbel. I can't. Do you reckon Bells Hill will run? Mm-hmm. Bells Hill and Min are both. I can't see. If Min runs, Bells Hill won't, and uh, vice versa. Yeah. Uh, Shattered Love again. I've made my case for Shattered Love at Haydock. She could be up to this standard. I I I I don't real I don't think Min or Bells Hill will run. I don't think either of them will go for it. They'll mm-hmm. stay in Ireland. And John Durkin is very soon, soon, isn't it? Yeah. And that's that's a pretty equivalent race, just over in Ireland. Benatar as well pulled out of this weekend's last weekend's Better Victor Gold Cup. Could see appear here. No. No, not quite. Again, I I I just. Think he's quick. Just the politologue for you then. Yeah. Again, Charbel obviously beat Baron Alcohol last time out. Yeah. The trip again. I just think two three Ascot, this really is Politologue's race to lose. If everything looks to be in his favour, I think. He needs to win this, doesn't he? To secure himself as an official King George type for me. Oh yeah, big time. But he won more grade ones in this country than any other horse last season. Mm-hmm. Didn't he? I know you're not as keen on him as I am. It's just a very, very uncomplicated. I think the good pri- horse. I think the price puts me off him at seven to four. I don't know. I, don't, I think that's far too short. I can't. I can't see him getting beat in this. If if Min and if Min and Bells Hill are both both stay in Ireland, I can't see any other any other winner than Politolog. And the other big race at Ascot on Saturday is the Coral Hurdle. They bet for it in general. Lauren is already a general at eleven to eight on. To get a season off to a winning start, call me Lord next in the market, general 100 to 30. Then, if the cap fits at fours, sixes, we have a dream, little Rockefellers, twelves, similar price, old guard, and then out to the outsiders, such as Sussex Ranger and Raving Blacker in this. Jim Jover, strong opinion? Uh, not really. I, I just see Lorena winning. Uh, I, well, I want her to win. Uh, throw a champion hurdle claims into the mix, even though there's rumours she's going to go for the mayor's hurdle. Uh, if the cap fits could be interesting 
Uh, Step up in trips was two. Th- yeah, that's that's one of the positives. Uh, and that extra four fur, we'll call it four furlongs, should make a difference. And call me Lord, if he settles better, could probably improve for that run. I, it'd be a race where I'd rather just watch Lorena go and win and watch if the cap fits runs a good race. I don't think this, I don't think they'll all turn up. Sam Crow's in the field, but he's not in the betting, so I'm presuming that Sam that Crow's not fighting fifth in it. It yeah. seems like for him, which will be a, a cracking race if him and Boover there both but go. A horse that is a big price, and it, it, he's out of his depth here. He's Sussex Ranger, but I do think in time he could make a decent handicap hurdler, and he could be targeted at something better in the future. So one to take out if the, it does run is Sussex Ranger. He did run a shocker last time, but he could improve later on in the season yeah I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that I, I'm, I'm of a similar opinion of this that this race is Lauren has to lose uh, I say she, she's being talked of as a champion hurl contender at the minute and not too many of horses from that mare's novice race since it's been since it was introduced it, not too many of them have come out and been top classes you know being let's dance and limine mm. They were a level or two below the very best. But I think she L- could be. Yeah, Lorena looks the real deal. Yeah, she could be a serious champion hurdle type if she does take part. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this race. So th- 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 there's a few nice ones in it, uh, but we it, both we both think Lorena's a likely winner. I think Lorena's going to win, but it's not at eight to eleven. It's not a backable price. And we'll just have, we just have time before we leave then for our eye catcher of the week, James. For me, it'd be Pink Rock, the, this filly trained by Owen Griffin, uh, pitched in deep for the debut running and listed race at Cheltenham, uh, behind the Glancing Queen, but shaped very nicely. Uh, Barry Geraghty was booked for the ride, and he's a decent jockey for riding in bumpers for Irish trainers, and I do think he, he shaped... She shaped as if she would come on majorly for the run and I could see her stepping into an easier class in the future and probably could do the same. What about you, Lewis? Yeah, mine's a, almost a very similar horse to that. We finished third in the bumper at Cheltenham on, on uh, Sunday. It's called Kisses for Katie. Trained by Jeremy Scott. It was with John Burke in Ireland, though, uh, last season. Now, now with Jeremy Scott. She won at Fontwell a couple of weeks ago and... Stepped up in grade here in the nice bumper. The winner is Master Debonair, who we spoke about before. Looks like a nice horse for Colin Tizard, but yeah, kisses for Katie. Didn't really know what she was doing for a lot of it. Kept on really well, I catch only 33 to 1. Stayed on, but I rate the form of that bumper. It's probably one of the strongest ones we've yeah, seen in that, Britain. Uh, uh, Time Hill, I think, as well, when he won at Worcester, the f- he won easily that day. And I think even behind him, McFabulous and hold the note. I do, I do think the form is strong there and could yeah. see a lot more to come. Yeah, and kisses for Katie. I ran on well at a big price. Okay, these races to be won with a easier grade and against her own sex, taking on the boys might probably a little bit hard for her, but she ran a really good race at big odds. And Jeremy Scott, nice nice to see him have another good horse on his yeah, hands. Yeah, right. I think that's it for this week, Jim. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Right, we've covered everything. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you soon. See ya.